Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Escafil Files, a book analysis podcast for one diehard fan and one newbie start yet another podcast about Animorphs, the children's book series by K.A. Applegate. I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns. My co-host is usually Jade, but they are not here today. Uh, we will be making our way through the books one book at a time, analyzing the themes and how they stand up to time, and sharing the experience with our friends on Discord, the link to which you could find in the show notes. Today, I have three guests with me uh, because we are doing the uh, round table for the Horkbajir Chronicles that we talked about last time. Uh, so first, welcome back, Izzy. Hello, I'm Izzy. I use CCR pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at the Sean Deer. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and welcome new guest Zeus from the ZZ Top podcast. Hi, um, Zeus. Uh, you can find me at Zeus in ATL. I'm an idiot, so I spelled Zeus with a U in front of the E. So just miss the misspelling error in um, in the you know search bar. But uh, yeah, Zeus. I'm happy to be here, and I use he him. Uh, and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and uh, the salty professor from the Dome Ship podcast. Hi, everybody. Um... You can find me on Twitter at saltyprofez3. The profez part is spelled P-R-O-F-E-S-3. Um, or the Salty Professor on Instagram. Um, my podcast, the, the Dome Ship, is on Spotify and uh, Apple Apple Podcasts and other stuff like that. She, her are my pronouns. Uh, so as I mentioned, today we're talking about the hork Chronicles. Uh, so in case you happened to forget what the book-specific content warnings were from last time, uh, allow me to read them out to you again. Uh, book-specific content warnings include ableism, colonialist narratives, war allegories, uh, Yerk POV, manipulation and unhealthy relationships, genocide, and biological warfare, uh, because... Everyone's a dick to the hork God! I hate it. Uh, hork deserve better. They do deserve better. They deserve so much better. Uh, but before we dive into all of that, uh, it is tradition on this podcast to ask our guests uh, what their relationship to Animorphs is like. So, um, Zeus, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us, like, your history with Animorphs? Oh, I would love to. Uh, uh, so, so Animorphs, um, I started reading the very first, my very first Animorphs book was actually the um, Megamorphs one. So obviously I was confused as hell because I had, you know, <laughs> multiple narratives. And then I finally found out that, you know, that, hey, this is an actual novel series. So I started um, looking it up. I would always bug my mom about going to the mall to go get, you know, the brand new the brand new i was about to say episode but the brand new sh a book mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so i would listen to it and actually during during at the very end of the course of the animal series i started moving around a lot uh, me and my mother just had a little bit of instability when it came to our um to our living situation and the one constant thing that i had was i had a box where i threw all my animals books in and i would bring them lug them with me so i could keep reading them and obviously the new series the new episodes would come out so i'd get the or the new books would come out i get those as as they went so i've always loved animorphs um it's it's a big part of me i identify so much with marco just because oh, i am also an insecure goofball you know so it was <laughs> so, that so ADHD it was, mood 
Yeah, a little bit of ADHD. Yeah, you could say that definitely. My mom definitely did tell me to shut up sometimes when I talk too much. But yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, I love Animorphs. I re- um, as I was telling you guys before the show, I got reintroduced back into it around 2008 when um, you know the, you know forums were big. But then I really got back into it with um, just about two years ago um, by joining some Animorphs uh, groups on Facebook and just reading through them again. I started. I've been in the middle of my reread. I'm currently trying to get through. Um, 37 i'm sure you guys have i know i don't think you guys have gotten to the ghost riders yet i'm pretty sure you're gonna have opinions of those so those are a little bit uh-huh. tough to get through but i love but i still love animorphs um one the re- real reason i love the animorphs honestly is just that ending as much as we might have no spoilers hated it, no spoilers as much as we might they kept it real and that's the one thing they that did. i was is you know what yeah. like uh i love michael grant and Kay for saying that you know what the problem is that Publishers seem to think the kids are idiots when they're really not, you know, and that's the one thing I think this book series showed us is like, they're like, we're not going to treat you like idiots. We're going to treat you like, you know, this is real shit. So we're going to treat you. We're going to show you what real shit is. So that's what I love about animals. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Professor? Um, So I, you know, got into the, the series as a kid. I was I was a weird kid. Um, and which I'm sure is kind of true about all of us. Uh, (laughs) And and I didn't actually, um, have the books when I was first reading them. I, um, I was, you know, someone who watched in, in awe and envy at the scholastic book fairs and things, but I um, had a classmate who, um, who sort of became my, uh, book dealer in a way (laughs) he uh (laughs) he had um you know the whole collection or you know they weren't it wasn't complete at the time i think we were in like sixth grade and so but he had he had you know he kept up with the series and so he would come to school with like you know a wad of books in his backpack that he would like give to me and i'd read them and like you know and trade them back like that and they actually became banned in my classroom because of the fact that i was reading them all the time even when <laughs> like apparently other learning was supposed to be happening uh-huh. and my um my my teacher at the time called uh called this other boy my my pusher very upset. He put the books. <laughs> he put the books up in front of the classroom, like they were, they were on the 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 whiteboard, like lined up. And I had to ask for permission to read anything because wow. it had gotten so out of hand. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's a no-go. Oh my god! <laughs> so I was a, I was a little bit of a fan, and then um, uh, this past year, I. I had already, I've been in, in, um, a big fan of various recap type podcasts. And I was like, you know what? I really miss the series. Let me do this. Like, I want to make this podcast. I'm sure like no one else is doing this. And this is going to be like, this is, you know, and so, uh, here we are. I'm very humbled, but also really glad to find this whole, this whole animals community. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. The cool thing about it is that like every every Animorphs podcast has just a slightly different take on it, mm-hmm. and it's always so interesting to listen to them. It's <laughs> how different people interpreted different things. Uh-huh. Uh, Danielle, can I just say like my brief history yeah, with it for absolutely. Salty and Zeus? So um, just for you guys, because the listeners already know because I've guested on this podcast before, but um, 
my introduction to Animorphs, I think I'm the baby here. I'm, I'm like 27. I didn't start reading Animorphs until like sixth grade. Uh, hmm. because my teacher had like the first 10 books and then like a random assortment of a few of the other ones. So like I've read book, what is it? 29, Danielle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 29. And I think maybe another one that I don't remember at all. And then like the first 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then none of the other ones and i was like animorphs oh, was wow. like it like did some weird formative thing to me because i'm a furry and my fursona is a purple deer mm. oh <laughs> uh-huh it's a weird formative thing to me but i didn't start getting back into it until a few years ago because my friend a friend of mine who's also guested on this podcast it was about as is, is just as obsessed with it as danielle is to a degree <laughs> Um, got me back into it by being like, "Hey, Andalites!" And I was like, "Oh, Andalites! I remember these things." <laughs> and then Danielle happened, and we became friends. And then I started talking about Animorphs, and people started giving me the books. And then Escafil files started happening, and now I'm here. <laughs> I have you, you needed Andalite uh, OCs. You and needed the professor's pusher. <laughs> I love how Animorphs just kind of like happened to all of us. Yeah, it just happens. It's very like yeah. <laughs> you get swept away, and next mm -hmm. thing you know, you're you're a blue deer, and yep. who's what's what's happening? So the next thing you know, you've made red-tailed hawks part of your personality for the last twenty years. I mean, mm. I don't, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> you become a, a monster fucker, furry. You're just like, huh, I wonder why I always like the weird aliens and everything. I love the aliens and everything. Same. Yeah. I'm over yeah. here like, I've got Taxon and hork OCs. And like a little aliens. bit, sometimes the robots, maybe? Like if, yes. like, yes. you know, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh my god, yeah, no, I'm like, obsessed with the chi. <laughs> yes. yes! Like, I learned what the chi were, I was like, wait, there's dog robots? Yeah. <laughs> and Danielle was like, yeah, there's dog robots. Robot? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah, yep, yep. Oh my! Uh, I feel like I found much. my people, and I love it. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. <Because. laughs> Danielle also inspired me to start my book reread podcast. So, like, I'm over here just having a good time. Mm -hmm. Love to be an enabler. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, you're an enabler in so many ways. That enabler hat is glued to your head. Oh yeah. Me and Jade both. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but we're here to talk about the Horkbishir Chronicles specifically. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love this book. Same. So much. Like, I, I hate it and I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because there's, there's so much good here, but there's also just so much that is bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, especially coming back to it as an adult with like all of the knowledge that I have started to accumulate. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is a this real gross. Um, yep. I read it this for the first time ever this past week and I was just like, "Huh? <laughs> this is a kids book?" <laughs> yeah, sure is. <laughs> sure is a kids book, huh? What about y'all? What do y'all how do y'all feel about it? 
I definitely a different relationship to the story than when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Which is a little uncomfortable. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I feel like uh, young me was probably aligned with Tobias in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and now I'm like, oh, first of all, just, you know, <laughs> trying to forgive myself because I was a minor. But also, like, <laughs> thinking, you know, what? Tobias, why are you like this? Yeah. It's just wondering why he's like that, but also wondering, like, why we need to frame stories that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when we're entering into this sort of, like, marginalized group, it's like, let's have this this outsider who, I guess somehow that makes them, like, more neutral or more relatable or something. Like, the, mm-hmm. they're that sort of, like, this one night I was walking down a lonely road and met this, like, wise person who, like, told me this whole thing about their culture or whatever. Like, why do we, we, we still need to, to frame things that way? And I'm like, I get there's a purpose by the end to like the whole Tobias framing. But I was like, I don't know. I feel like this could be reworked. Does he need to do, do we need this? Like, I feel like the story can stand on its own. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, um, I guess everybody here is the same way as like, you know, when you were a kid, you were, you read it, you know, I looked at the cover and, you know, I'm over here, a kid going through puberty, looking at all of you like, Whoa, why is an alien making me feel funny? But <laughs> then, you know, now you're reading it and you're like, man, Alger, you're a, uh, you're a little bit tough to, 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 you know, to watch tough what to you're doing here, you know, to, you're, you're, you know, and then of course, then the, the, like always, right. The, the, even among interspecies, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like attraction or sex or whatever is going to override, you know, the way that you should be acting, you know, i.e., you know, what's his name? Oh, what, what is the hook for your name? I forget his name. Uh, yeah, Doc, Doc, you know, you know, instead of worrying about your people, you're worried about this, you know, chick who is not even your, you know, species, but it, it was, it's a little bit different reading it as an adult, especially um, after reading about the military industrial complex, you know, learning more about it, because obviously as a kid, we didn't really hear about it. Now you're over here like, wow, this, is, and then obviously when we were growing up, you know, I don't know if your school was like every other school that I grew up. I mean, I know one of you is in Alabama, so I'm pretty sure it's the same way. Like, you know, colonization, you know, it's colorized. It's like, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, they, we just asked uh-huh. them to move, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and then uh-huh. now you're always the, dealing yep. with it and you're like, wow. It's like, okay, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot different to read it now as an adult. And then actually probably one of the reasons why this book, these book series should still be big where you know people are being able to read it as adults because it's like it does hit differently and it's important to see how differently it hits you know yeah 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 Yeah. love love to live in the state where the trail of tears starts (laughs) that's that's like an advertised tourist thing around here and i'm like can y'all not wow fuck yeah, oh, I love to live in North Alabama. I love to live in Alabama. If it wasn't so fucking cheap to live here. Yeah. Te- Listen, yes. come over here. Tennessee's cheap, too. That's fair. But uh, can you find Why me a job that gives me good South? benefits? <laughs> it's, I, so I'm, I've, I've, I've said this before. I'm a military brat. I'm, oh. My family was relocated to Georgia. Mm. I moved to Alabama because some friends of mine needed another roommate. So it was, it was my choice, but also I was like 22 at the time. 
<laughs> so I made a stupid decision. Now I'm here with a good job with benefits, and I'm like, fuck me. Well, Georgia ain't that much better. You gotta fight. Georgia's fight, worse in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Some good things about well, there's that. There's two different areas in Georgia. There's Atlanta, and then there's Georgia. And there uh -huh. is a. If you live here, you know the difference. I was from Augusta, so yeah, I feel oh, it. Yeah. I yeah. feel you, it. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, wow. You're you're all on the front lines, you know, just doing <laughs> doing the good work. Sure, trying. <laughs> I'm still, you know, constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that is my job as a as as a white person is to constantly learn. Man, yep. I've learned so much and reading this book I was just deeply uncomfortable. I was like the Al Aldrea, why? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember it was so uncomfortable because when I when I saw the cover, like I was starting it, I was like, I love her. I'm yeah. so glad to oh. Oh. Uh -huh. Oh wait. wait. <laughs> no, and it Actually. just kept it just kept getting worse. For like yeah. a, and I was like, no. But, yeah. ah. but I think that, you know, one thing I just I love that these characters are so complicated. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I just, I think it's brilliant that like Aldrea is kind of the worst. Like, and, but, <laughs> yeah. like but also, you know, she's, she's, she's trying, but it, this it's... whole erosion constantly mm -hmm. of this yeah. whole Andalite idea and like what yeah. they're about and, and, um, I just, I, I think that, I think that Applegate was really, uh, she didn't pull any punches. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aldrea, the way that Aldrea's written and the, her complexity is a good juxtaposition to Doc. Yeah. Because it, honestly, I did not really feel like the way that she was being written and the things that she was doing and saying were meant to be taken as the quote unquote good thing of the situation. No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So like it was definitely being put off as like, yeah, no, the way that she's acting is bad. Yes. Yeah. And she knows it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and Doc knew like, he was just like, yeah, no. And he calls Stop. her out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time. Yes. Every... I love Doc just... so much keyed into her so well and i'm just like yes please call out her bullshit oh my god yeah it's i think that's one thing that the authors did really really well in this book it's just mm. the characterization of dak and aldrea and how they grow as characters um and change and learn about each other and it, it just become this this unit of two people who very intimately know who each other is yeah mm -hmm. and like understand each other on a very fundamental level um and accept each other like in the face of everything mm -hmm. and I, I love that love that yeah i think that we wouldn't have gotten as complex of a relationship between them if they hadn't started out as like becoming friends mm -hmm. as like two outsiders yeah without the 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 proper war trauma in there like if right. they had just both been thrown into like the war trauma i don't think we would have gotten the same complexity no absolutely not because i think aldrea would have just been like no you're stupid mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's so let's 
talk a bit about Aldrea's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Izzy, I know <laughs> you have like a million notes on this. I'm interested to see Professor and Zeus if you have any thoughts about this too. Um, specifically, I'm my mouth shut for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> specifically, just like the difference between how the Andalites treat the Yurks versus how they treat the Horkajir, and like. Oh, oh my God! There's this, like this. You can't see me anyway. I'm not finding the page, but <laughs> there's this moment when when Dakmi actually tells mm-hmm. Aldrea, like you uh-huh. more than us. Like oh, he's he's yes. like you you. And I, I was just like, oh, I want to burn, but he's totally right, and she knows it. Like <laughs> the, it was it, it's the, that the, bit where Aldrea had like stopped herself from saying that the Yerks were intelligent, and yes. Doc just says, yeah. yeah, no, they were intelligent, unlike the Hork Bajir, mm-hmm. and she's just shamed <laughs> and, then, and, that whole, and the fact that what they're both doing the the yurks and the andalites is not that different you know uh-huh. and they have and, and they're they're just like they're locked in this like weird love-hate relationship and you know she and she never seems to really be able to to look outside of that even mm-hmm. though she is she is like She's not, you know, completely irredeemable, but th- but that aspect of like, you know, Kool Aid, me and the Yerks, and then everyone else is kind of collateral damage. She never really redeems herself from that like concept, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I mean, and she does. I mean, well, she kind of opts out of it <laughs> at the yeah. end, but like yeah. that feels a little bit like uh, almost like a an attempt to like, um. How do I? It feels like she. I'm she could handle it. Like yeah, so she was like, I just need to like. She she just like makes herself unable to to mm-hmm. fail him again by like you know not not being an Andalite anymore instead of like yeah. being an Andalite and still standing up and being like this is no right. I yeah. I don't know. I feel like I, I I see the kind of like romantic aspect, but I also feel like it was a little bit of a um a way for her to kind of force her own hand, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because she's just stuck. So the Kool-Aid runs deep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause in the end, she didn't make that decision herself. Mm-hmm. She, she morphed work and then, oops, they were unconscious for two hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And that and wasn't like, oh. her plan, but it was because she's trying to beat, she's trying to one up the, uh, S button. You know, mm-hmm. not because she, you know, sorry. I didn't yeah, mean yeah. to talk over Zeus. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Um, I was going to say that with with the way that the thing that I got on th- on this reread was how um, you realize through the second read, I'm sure everyone's realized, is the reason the Yurks and the Analytes are the perfect enemies to each other is because they're exactly alike, right? Uh-huh. They're They're both savage. They both prefer their species. Will put their species over any other species, and even in the in the you know through the normal series of you know Axe is still dealing with that himself. You know where he's, mm-hmm. you know, you think he's gotten to this position where um, you know he's accepted that humans are just as good, and then you know he he might go back to having to deal with this whole but but Andalites were superior. And the problem with both the Yurks and the Andalites is that their intelligence, their idea of intelligence is based on 
their culture or their way of thinking. It's no different than when, you know, colonials came over here to the United States and they looked at Native Americans as savages when, because they didn't make guns and they didn't make swords. But you over here, have you have these quote unquote savages who it's been found out that they were doing brain surgery at that time. You know, they, they, they were, do, they, they were, their intelligence, the, the intelligence is kind of, can kind of be cultural, right? Because mm -hmm. with the Hork-Bajir, their culture didn't require them to be the type of intelligent that we think or Andalites and, and Yurks think is intelligent. Mm -hmm. Their intelligent was, we were, we're more intelligent because, hey, we're environmentalists. We respect the earth. We respect everything. We're not going to destroy our, look, the Yurks. The Yerks look. You have to leave your 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 world in order to be able to advance your world, right? And the Andalites feel like they have. You got tired of your world, so now you're expanding and looking at different species and quote studying them. You know, so it, it, it's that that's the thing that I kind of saw in this reread. I was like, wow. I was like, you know, Yerks and Andalites. It, it made me. <laughs> you love the Andalites up to a certain point, and then you realize, you know what? You guys are you guys are pretty crappy too. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think that in terms of the intelligence thing, it seems like, I mean, yes, and the, uh, you know, one of the themes is, you know, intelligence is subjective, but it mm -hmm. also seems to not really be the point, you know, that I, I think Dakami is, is at his best, you know, trying to, tr trying to demonstrate that you've already lost once you're trying to estimate the relative value of a species or of a race, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. once you, once you've tried to quantify, you know, where they land on the scale of like, you know, worthiness from Mandalite to Yurk or whatever. Um, it's just yeah. like, you've joined the wrong side in, in, in trying to d determine that because that's not what makes you, like that's not what makes your life valuable that's not what makes you know that's that's not the reason why you're worth fighting for because you've been deemed you know yeah. smart enough or or whatever trying to yeah. estimate another like whole set like set of people on your standards of what is intelligent without looking at the things that they've accomplished and mm -hmm. being like Damn, what the fuck? Because, like, the orc have a whole method of long-distance communication that is amazing. Mm -hmm. And they know how to harvest bark without killing the trees. They can... I'm Honestly, I'm mad that we didn't see more about the orc culture in these books. Yes. Yeah. Because, because there's a whole bit about, like, they have God. classrooms, they have, yeah. like, yeah. Some, some sort of council thing. And it's... It was so tragic to see how Dakimi was also sort of indoctrinated in a way. Yes. And like, you know, thinking, you know, because even when he's introducing Aldrea to that long distance, you know, kind of like string instrument communication thing, which sounds so beautiful and cool. Right. He's like, well, it's nothing compared to, you know, what you, you could tell that there was like this sense of yeah. like, because he'd been listening to Aldrea talk up like the Andalite technology and like yeah, his yeah. brilliance and stuff, and it's just like I'm and mad that Aldrea's first choice of morph on this planet was a Chidu. Oh, interesting. Why is that? Instead of choosing like to try and like experience Corkbajir culture with Doc as somebody on the same level with him, she chose like a small animal. 
to just kind of run around and do whatever. And yes. to a degree, I kind of get it because she was like, they're roughly like, what, 19, 20-ish? They're, they're not kids, but not really adults. Mm-hmm. I thought they were younger. I actually thought they it's- were in their four- same age as the animals. Well, Jared does say like she's she's at the age where she's starting to like. I, I assume she was saying like puberty was fairly recent for her, mm-hmm. but we also know that Andalites live for like a really long time. So yeah, yeah. I don't know the time. The that was confusing, but I, I, I was think relative for their species, they were hitting like late teens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Be- because of the mention of like two other pork bajir who are like the same age as Dakami. Yeah, off. yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, mm. it's it's also probably kind of a thing like the Andalite Chronicles where Elfangor says that he's like no older than the kids, but also <laughs> there ain't no fucking way yeah. Lauren was thirteen. Yeah. Like no. absolutely not. <laughs> I get really because as an adult I feel really really weird when there's these kinds of relationships in books and they're like oh yeah they're like young to like middle teens and I'm like no (laughs) 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 no (laughs) no not at all a little different (laughs) they're not written like that Uh, they're definitely written to be older and mm, don't like that for Eldrea's morph though I think that it's I wanted to give her credit for um the fact that she morphed the Shadu because I, I I assumed at the at in that moment that like there was some sense of like um you know kind of like a Cassie sort of attitude about mm. uh, acquiring. Um yeah, I got that possibly too. considering it, it, the morphing technology was so new then. Yeah. yeah. And Andalites are don't utilize it the way that they should. <laughs> and I, but I, I was having a pin about that because I'm like, I was like, is that, that, that must be the Andalite pride. You're like, if I'm going to fight a war, yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. fight it with my, with my tail or, yeah. you know, yeah. all these spaceships that have a bunch of shredders. Yeah. Let's yeah. pretend. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Zeus. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying like that, that this to me has always been the Andalite pride. I'm like, we're not going to. Yeah. I was like, because you're like, you know, you guys probably could have ended this war like 15 years ago using this an- uh, this morphing technology, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not the that, that wasn't the point of it though. The morphing right, technology, right. I think, was like a just because we can situation. Mm. Slash, like let's let's you know maybe for studying you know biology or whatever. But Andalites don't want to be anything but themselves. They the, like they they are you know a little. The, a little narcissistic and like <laughs> a little, like, <laughs> a little bit. And the, idea, <laughs> the idea of willingly spending time in any other form that's like clearly inferior in every possible sense of the word. Uh, why? Why? Why would you lower yourself when you already have the best body? And what's interesting is the 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 Yurks seem to have bought into that too. At least with <laughs> at least from Esplan. Standpoint in all these different ways, Dakami and the and the Yurks and the Andalites are kind of like internalizing these same messages of like the the yeah. kind of Andalite superiority because they're yeah. just so so coveted. Right. And <laughs> I want to take the Andalites and just throw them 
off a cliff sometime. Most of the time, actually, not sometimes, most of the time. They're very pretty. <laughs> I really like them aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Th- their entire culture just needs to stop. <laughs> 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 not all of it. But it's like in, in, a, in an earlier book, um, it was mentioned like uh, Andalites don't use morphing technology to fight. They only really use it for subterfuge and spying mm-hmm. or as an art form. <laughs> Yes. Yep. And it's like they never considered using it the way the anamorphs do, which is mm-hmm. to fight, yeah. or the way that Visher 3 does, which is to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but like but see the Visher 3 isn't you know the 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 the, the Andalite body isn't really his own. Right. But also it's kind of like, you know, for for him, like, you know, bonus points for not only nabbing like the cream of the crop in terms of bodies, but also it can, you know, it can also be, you know, all of these other things. But I think mm-hmm. that it's the, it's, a, it's a flex. He's flexing. The, the <laughs> yes, but, but, the, yeah. but before him, the ultimate flex was being an Andalite and having yeah. the having the tail, right? Like that's what fighting is for being for able to for run them. and see but, with four and the, and, eyes. And we hear all the time, every single time, Axe is narrating about just how like deficient human bodies are and just in in every way like they're they're and i mean you know he's not entirely wrong you know (laughs) in in those situations but it's like you know the the kids didn't have a feeling of like ooh, my body is a natural weapon like that's not something yeah you know so like i think it was like they didn't really have a choice Whereas yeah, X, X throws in a look at my look at my fucking tail, bro. Every single time that you know he has an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. to, like, I was gonna two legs. Yeah, so sad. I was gonna say with the what touching on what Professor said about um, Visser Three or Esplan, where he he's kind of like you know he's always looking for a better body, right? Because he hates the Yerk um, yeah. natural form, right? He got and, to see for the first time and was just yeah. like, damn. <laughs> And like, um, what's it called? And then I think he showed pity on the people who's never gotten to see, like, you know, like no one ever got to see. Oh my God, is any no? How can people not want to do this all the time? And that's probably also why he goes around morphing different things is because he's like, I'm looking for this. He's never going to trap himself in it, right? But he's always looking for reasons to to morph because it's amazing how during through the series he has like a morph that is more terrifying for every situation, <laughs> and, and it's like, first of all, you're. When are you on Earth if you're acquiring all these different morphs all the time? Like, how are you? Like, did you acquire all these morphs before the Animorphs um, um, became your enemy? Because I mean, it's you been have like, all what thirty these... years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you have a lot of a lot of morphs there, bro. But it's just like that. That's probably one of the, the themes with the Yurks is like they're always looking for the superior body, and I think mm-hmm. I think Esplan really really shows that with his whole wanting to morph different, things. and plus his obsession over analyte like his obsession over analytes when i first read it wasn't that big of a deal but when i when i read it this time i was a little bit i was a little bit uncomfortable after a while i was like oh yeah you're oh, a little yeah. obsessed <laughs> there yeah. was there was a whole just that one chapter and um where he just sees aldrea in front of like the army of monsters and i'm mm-hmm. like can you stop yeah, I was, I'm yeah, I was, uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable but i was also like this is nothing compared to what's going to happen when he sees his first cat <laughs> <laughs> 
So I was like, yeah, we didn't know that there was an up from here, but apparently, <laughs> also, you know. Also, I, I had a thought, and it's, you know how, like, Visser 3 is in almost every single book? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any book that he's not in is when he goes off to, to fuck get- off and find <laughs> another it, morph. Yeah, to, to go find another <laughs> But it, it is- he's like, I'm gonna go get something else because I feel like it. And, and then he just does it show pattern. It is quite an ultimate flex, though, because, like, like Zeus said, you know, the... Uh, you know, it's it's all about finding the perfect body. You know, the the Yurks are are constantly conquering new places, and now the newest, bestest um, bodies become like the status symbol. And the you know, and um, now Visser Three doesn't have to choose, right? He he gets to like he he gets to be in in anything he wants to be. Any any the latest and greatest, you know, updated host bodies like he can have. Um, Although clearly, he's he's content to to have his default be, you know, the the Andalite, and then yeah. occasionally for just narrative purposes, he like whips some horrible creature out of the woodwork. And why would like, you need to get any other body when the Andalite body can obtain any of these other yes. quote unquote more superior things? Mm-hmm. Because they're not more superior than something that can turn into them. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And fuck. it's always fuck about Andalites. It, for the Yurks, it seems to be they are very fixated on Andalites. So that I don't think it, I don't think no, there it's another understandably species. so. Understandably so, because like I mean, the Andalites are the reason that they were able to get off their world and do this all mm. of this shit. Like yeah. not to put blame on the Andalites specifically, like Ciro. Ciro was definitely being a colonizer and doing that thing like oh let's give technology and help to this uh sapient race of creatures because obviously they need it because they don't have these things that we have you know mm-hmm. the thing we were talking about before mm-hmm. with the Horkbashir. Mm-hmm. the same thing happened with the the yurks except mm-hmm. after they did it with the yurks and the yurks were like well a bunch of us are just going to go take over the galaxy not even all of them mm-hmm. just like a certain amount of them were just like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go uh, find cooler shit, because we can now. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you guys suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the Council of Thirteen were just like, yeah, y'all suck. Uh, they- you're being all high and mighty, and like everybody except this one is treating us like shit, and this one keeps being condescending, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna fuck off and find our own shit. And you know, go take over because we can. <laughs> mm. You're, that's true. Like if 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 uh, Ciro had considered, you know, just leaving well enough alone and not thinking <laughs> or- that, you know, this their lives would be better if it if it, if they were more like mine. Or right? like approaching it in more of like a cultural exchange kind of yeah. way, rather yes. than a I'm gonna teach the the uncultured masses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. um because like cultural exchange is a very good way to approach these kinds of things because that's how you can you know you're learning from them mm-hmm. and they're learning from you and asking to learn certain things rather than i'm gonna show you this and you have no say in it and maybe he would have learned enough to realize that there was some risk and you know immediately just handing your access to the galaxy, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least for some of them, like yeah. cuz cuz it's it's this is a thing that's like stated is like not all of the yurks went 
And now the Yurk homeworld is on lockdown. Mm -hmm. So it's like, not all of them wanted to do this, but you're going to treat all of them like this. And that, that's just, but that's just feeding into that military industrial complex, right? Yes. Like, you know, you have a few of these guys doing this. So now we're going to invade your country for peace. You know, it, it's just uh-huh. like, it, it, <laughs> Afghanistan. That, that's definitely feeding into the military. And one thing, one thing that I, I, I always thought was funny, um, especially on this reread was, um, was when I, when I heard the, my favorite scene in the entire book is honestly, um, where at the very beginning where Dakami is trying to tell his friend about the the stars right and he's like yes. and the, the friend is like he's like you know that's far you know he's like no you're you're near that's far or so, basically he's saying i don't give a shit about the stars i'm over here worried about my tree so why are mm. you where you know and it's it, it goes back into the whole the the intelligence part like i was like but that guy is not an idiot he's just functioning based off of what he knows and what he needs to know he doesn't need to know about the stars. He yeah. just needs to know about his tree. He needs to find his mate. You know, he's worried about the now and, and that situation. And it's the same thing with the Yerks. It's like, the problem was, did the Yerks even need to know about the stars? Like, why did Ciro feel that, oh, they have to know about the stars? They're intelligent. Okay, but they're they're in the situation that they know now. So, But then once they found out about the stars, why is it these few people all of a sudden said, you know what? I like these stars. I'm going to take every single one of them for myself instead of working with the Yerks, uh, with the Ananites and be like, hey, we really enjoy this stuff. Can we work on some way that we can probably, you know, explore the stars ourselves and, you know, maybe create some technology that allows us to function outside of, you know, the Yerk pool? There, you know, was, so, no, like, there was no working with the Andalites because they right. were, you know... <laughs> I'm just amazed that Ciro's kindness came about. Why it took so long for Ciro's kindness to happen? Like you know, you would think that somewhere along the lines, the Andalites would have come. Like we're never going to give out our technology to anybody way before this happened. That is a good point, actually. That's something that I I thought was kind of a a weak spot, and it I I thought that there was there was no development of like what prompted Ciro to. Like I, I felt like his his motivation was was kind of weak. Like, and I know that the story isn't really about him, but I just I wanted there to be some sense that like he felt like there was uh, something specific that he that to be gained by giving the Yerks technology. Like, did he think that there was like something they had to offer Andalites? Did he think that you know like this was gonna? It's... It, it just. It it seems so... It's possible that the way that Cyril was looking at it was like, oh, we can have, like, other, like, another, like, people to be with us in the stars kind of thing. Which is an idealistic way to look at this. It's one of those, like... I get like that, the doc, but... Like, the doctor and his companions kind of vibe. Uh-huh. But why worse? You know, I don't know, like, because, like, how long have the Andalites known that the Lyrans existed? Right? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many other species out there that... Yeah. I just, like, why, like, why specifically did he go I, to this slug planet and go, yo, I think these that... are going to be our BFFs. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I got the sense that it was because of the, quote-unquote, potential... Mm. Right, like mm. my my imagining is that they, when the Andalites left their home world, they encountered a bunch of these other um, 
uh, these other species that oh, were already like fully formed uh, space-faring species. They already mm-hmm. had like civilizations, and right? Buildings and, and things, right? And so my sense was that the Yerks were almost the first, like intelligent but not advanced, technologically advanced, yeah, yes, mm. species so- that they encountered. So it should really be Ciro's pity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, yes. God, yeah. God. It's, it, it that that is the sense that I got. Is like he saw he saw these creatures and was like, "Oh, these poor things, they're so smart and yet they're trapped in these pools. Let me teach them so that they can rise above their station." And it's like, "Bitch, they, one, they weren't <laughs> trapped. They had they they had evolved a symbiosis with another species on the planet that was also, you know, intelligent. Maybe not in the same way, but like it said multiple times, like, the Ged are intelligent. Mm -hmm. They're just like, not intelligent enough for either of these races to consider, like... And I wonder... for, 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 For who knows how long the Yerks were totally fine with the Ged, and we're moving between pools, and like it's even said, like the Yerks have culture in their pools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're blind slugs. What the fuck did you think they were gonna have buildings? <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, going back to the Ged. I, I also, I for the for the longest time, I felt that I had thought that the Ged were like voluntary hosts, but then. When you hear uh, Esplan describe a Ged, he describes them as scared. Yeah, you know, like when the first Ged was in, infested, and then I and then I wondered, how did Zero not see this? Did Zero not get a chance to see a Ged? How long did you spend with the Yurk before you decided, hey, we're going to give you the, all this advanced technology because that's always a good thing to just give people advanced technology. When, how about you first introduce them slowly to some of that technology, right? Not, not, not because you're afraid that they're gonna, you know, decide to conquer the galaxy, but it's kind of hard to give somebody just advanced technology right off the bat and then expect them to understand it right away, right? Here, drink it, this it, fire hose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's just, I always wondered. I was like, after this, I wondered, when did Zero did Zero not get spend enough time with them to realize, like, hey, nope. these guys don't want to be infested by these guys. Maybe I shouldn't give these guys who, who, to, I guess, to survive outside of their pool, they have to infest other sentient beings. Right, but you have to remember, Ciro's an asshole who thinks yes. the dead are barely sentient. That's yes. true. Like, because mm-hmm. they're weird, they've got legs that are two different lengths, they're just yeah. awkward it's- creatures with quote-unquote rudimentary like abilities to to manipulate objects and do things and which goes back to what um what what doc said to aldria you know you guys Mm -hmm. respect them more than us because you think Mm -hmm. they're intelligent and we're stupid Mm -hmm. okay makes perfect Uh, the yurks immediately are like oh hork can manipulate objects and have fine motor skills and it's like and they're strong and they're strong and covered covered in in knives Yeah, it's oh, uh, it, it's really interesting to, because I think when I first read this book, I didn't clock just how gross Ciro was, but yeah. reading it now, like, it's just, he's the worst. 
is the worst. He's the worst because everybody thinks like, oh, Ciro's kindness. Like no. he he's he's the the benefactor, but it's like, no, this dude's a racist prick. <laughs> Saying Ciro's kindness is he was experimenting. Uh, he was experimenting. Yes. It's a it's a it's a the history is written by the victors. Mm. And the Andalites were like, well, we're just going to say this was a kindness to our enemy that has become. Yeah. Well, I don't, think, okay. I don't think that was a, I don't think that was a willful rewriting on their part to say kindness. I think they really, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. what everyone really wants is us and to be more like yeah. us and what we have. And he yeah. gave it away and he shouldn't have, but like, you know, of course they loved that. You know, like it's, there's this built in, like, yeah. Um, they, they didn't deserve the 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 gift that is our you know our genius or whatever. You are yeah. you are absolutely correct, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sitting here while I was reading this, also, and I'm thinking about it now as we're talking. The way that the Yerks are like this is more of along the lines of the way that like uh Catherine and like Grant did this wrote this is the way that the Yerks kind of responded to this and the way that they're written as like, oh, well then we're going to take all this that you gave us and we're going to become monsters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you make the native species of a planet become fascists? Yeah. Uh, I kind of hate that a lot, actually. There's something to, there's some unexplored stuff, I guess, that they, that gets touched on a little bit later. It's kind of like the problem. Like, why, you know, <laughs> we, yeah. why are you creating this group that's supposed to be just, like, unanimously horrible? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But we learn, even in this book, that some of the Yerks don't even like being yeah. controllers. Yeah. Uh, some of them are just, like, really, like, you know, uh, frightened and, like, kind of disgusted by that, um, by that it, process. It's, it's a sensory overload that they just don't enjoy, and they're like, no, nah, I'm never leaving the pool ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, like, the vast majority of the year homeworld was like, no, we don't actually, and now they're, you know, on lockdown by uh, fascists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's the best option at this point, once this whole mess has been created, for the Andalites to just, like... We're never letting this happen leave, again. Fuck you. You know, like what happens? Like what? You know what? What even is the right answer at this point? Yeah. When things have spiraled, yeah, uh, so so quickly out of control um, because of just ugh. current yeah. parallels. I hate it. It's in like it's been barely any time. Yeah. That like they 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 were just so fast. Like in terms of yeah. the the whole like parasite idea. Yeah, this like, they, this war hasn't even been happening for like a hundred years, right? No, it's been like no, because no, no. Aldrea yeah, it's been like months, maybe like a, a yeah. year or two, and it's just like oh my god. Yeah, it, I meant it, more in line with like the entirety of like the uh, the no, series. It's been, it's, it's been thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been thirty years. Yeah, it's been like thirty years since like the the all of it started, and we're like on yeah. Earth, and the, the what? I, I, I'm like astonished by this, but then also like I live in America. I grew up in the military-industrial complex, and uh, uh, thirty years 
sure is 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 enough time to destabilize entire countries, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even within, but thinking about even within the, the the time span of the chronicles, like in a matter of months, you know, the Horfajir planet is done. You know, like it, it's it was so. It was just, it's, it's so fast that I think, mm-hmm. you, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying, you know, what, what the Andalites are doing now is right, but I, I can, I can understand the thought process of like, let's not let any more, you know, like, let's, like, their, their attempts, which seems ineffectual to sort of contain the spread that is like mm-hmm. so exponential. Um, I feel like if they had an outside mediator to help with this problem that didn't have the kind of compass, uh, self-absorbed air of the Andalites, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that a solution could be found. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, for example, (laughs) if the Yorks could morph, you know. But, like, our, uh... The the outside element that keeps coming in to do shit is also a pompous, self-absorbed asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I'm gonna fight wait, the Elemis in a, in the, behind a yeah. yes. I'm gonna fight the Elemis <laughs> behind a Denny's. <laughs> I mean, like, so, so the we know that on a on a l- much much larger scale that the Yerks and the Andalites are just pawns of. Krayak and the Elemis, respectively. Yes, right. they're in they're in this giant chess game, moving pieces, and it does make you wonder what they may or may not have moved to influence the tide of things. Like we've seen the Elemist fuck with things, mm-hmm. so for damn sure we know that Krayak is fucking with things. Yeah, so maybe so Krayak is the, the one. Yeah, it is the one who made sure that the grossest, like, most fashy Yerk encountered this technology first and was like, hmm, how can I use this? Mm-hmm. Because, like, one one of the themes we have in Animorphs is that um, and they don't always do a good job of this, no. but one of the themes we have is that, you know, no, no group is a monolith, and you mm-hmm. have you have these good and bad actors in every population. Except mm. for the Hork-Bajir because they're wonderful. Um, yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> when you have... Not not to infantilize the hork but, like, they can do no wrong. Yeah, they're... I'd... If they had if they had been left the fuck alone... Yeah, yeah they were fine, yeah. but, they were fine. you know... Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're the species that is used as pawns by all of these other grosser species. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you see things like you have the Andalite people who are very rarely given, I don't think they're given any screen time really, except like in passing, like, oh, the Andalite people would not approve of this. We only ever see the Andalite military, mm-hmm. which like a lot of militaries, and especially like the U.S. military, <laughs> is fucked. Um, That's uh, true. And founded on colonialist principles. And we you also, also don't have... know any Yerk civilians. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. They're not ever really shown. Uh, like, we see, like, uh, and, and I 
have only read up to the hork Chronicles, I think. What was the last book? Nine. 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only read up to book 19, so I don't know future knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. But I'm very invested in them not knowing spoilers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just been given vague allusions to, oh yeah, the end of the series is going to hurt you, and I'm like, cool, great, thanks. Um, <laughs> and I know it, it, book, book 29, and that's it. You either um, will be hurt or really numb. Yeah, so, that's fair. Oh, uh, that's fair. Seer will be hurt. Seer will be hurt. Yeah. I, I know yeah. Seer. Yeah, uh, I, I will be. I will <laughs> okay, most gotcha. be hurt. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I saying? Um, so, but we only see really up to this point. We've heard, like, for me, up to this point, we've in the Animorphs books proper, we've heard about the Yurk Peace Movement, mm-hmm. and we only know like military members of the Yurks. We have not seen any actual Yurks who are like, yeah, I don't actually want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any Yerks who've just been like, yeah, no, I just want a vibe in a pool with Candrona, and that's it. Um, <laughs> it's hinted like, that I they want... exist, but that's it. Yeah, it's that's it. It's and it's. I want to like, I desperately want to see, like, I don't know the 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 military children who are like, no, I don't actually want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, because we see Axe. Axe is a military child. He was. Going into the military, he was an artist. But yeah. we don't see any Andalite kids who are like, no, actually. Mm-hmm. Unless if they're, like, female, quote-unquote, because females aren't part of the military, and I have opinions about that. <sighs> do you want to know something fucked? Mm-hmm. The only female Andalites we meet want to be part of the military. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> angry noises (laughs) motherfucker (laughs) stupid ass Mm. (laughs) you know what that's a nice segue into talking about Aldrea and all of this shit because now I'm angry about that (laughs) 